Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Perimenopause Power. I am joined here with Lisa. Hello, Lise. Hello, Nat. How are you going today? I am going super. We have another wonderful guest in Lou Lugsden. Welcome, Lou. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are thrilled to have you join us on our podcast. And I know that we're going to have a really great in-depth conversation. But let me tell you a little bit about Lou. Lou is a qualified teacher with over 20 years of experience. And Lou has held many roles in the education sector, taking her educational teaching and coaching expertise to a whole new level. Lou has founded the Team Approach, where she works with clients and businesses helping them move forward and create personal and professional change and helping business owners and leaders to create mentally healthy workplaces. Lou understands firsthand the pressures and demands life places on people. She also understands the need to move forward and create change to achieve personal and professional success. Fantastic, Lou. Amazing. Thank you. That's a, yeah, a very detailed introduction. Thank you. Oh, we love it. And just before we hit record, actually, we were talking about how women just get things done. And we'll ask you to share a little bit about how you got to where you are today. But I'm, I'm sort of suspecting that things happened in your life, your experiences through your work, and you've gone and created the team approach to really make a difference. And, you know, it, it's fabulous. But we'd love to start off with who is Lou and from, from the human to the to the passionate business owner? Thank you. Well, um, gosh, Lou, me, uh, I'm a mother of three. So um, I have my feet in teenage camp as well as uh, my youngest is 10. So mother of three, um, 17, 15 and 10. Um, also pet owner, uh, we very much love our pets. So we have a very cute labradoodle and two cats in our house. Um, I was born and bred in country New South Wales. Um, spent, yeah, have spent a lot of time um, in education, really passionate about education and learning and growth. Lover of water, water skiing um, is my thing. Uh, really, uh, yeah, we grew up uh, doing a lot of water skiing, so really love that. And, you know, I guess the Australian summers uh, and everything um, and just passionate about making a difference, really passionate about making a difference. Get the water thing. Nat and I both love our holidays near the water, don't we, Nat? Nat um, is a lover of Noosa and my husband's a big, like, loves water skiing as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a pretty thrilling thing to do. I actually surprise myself when I get up and have a water ski. It was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> I know. I know. And I'm the same. Like, you know, obviously grew up doing it and then had some years, I guess, you know, the young kids or pregnant young kids uh, where I didn't do it. And then... Um, on my 40th birthday, I got up on one ski again after several years break and it was the best, best birthday present ever. Yeah. And getting up and being on top of the water, 
and 40, I was like, I've still got it. I've still got it. This is amazing. And, um, you know, when people ask about when do you feel you're most empowered or um, real and it's on a water ski, um, just the water and everything like that, I, I love it. And I guess now living um, in Ocean Grove with the ocean, um, it's just beautiful. Even yeah. swimming in it, I love, but looking, just looking at it, I find a real peace uh, with that as well. You mentioned oh, being 40. Isn't numbers, numbers our age, there's such blockages for, for us. We really need to get around that and, and just keep doing and being in relation to what we thrive with and love in life. Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, some people can really, I guess, be affected by the number. And, um, mm. yeah, I, I, I embraced it and just went, right, um, I'm doing this and, it felt really good. Um, and so, as I said, after a few years break, it was like, oh, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> back with a vengeance. Watch out, world. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, good job. And also it highlights, you know, just the the power that we get from having a, a personal passion or hobby as well. I'm, I'm a big advocate of keeping those hobbies going no matter what, what age we are. And, you know, if, uh, if our listeners could see when you're talking about water skiing, you know, your face just lights up. So it's amazing. It obviously just transcends into your whole being, which which is great. We'd love to talk a little bit about your work and in particular, the core part of your work around creating mentally healthy workplaces. Obviously, menopause is a topic that um, we are trying to bring more and more into workplaces and into businesses and helping not just women, but the broader workplace to really understand this phase and the impact that this phase can have on women in uh, continuing their careers and, and working as they want to. And a big part of the menopause transition is being able to support our mental health because yes, we go through very physical changes, but we go through a lot of psychological changes as well. So can you describe for us, what is a mentally healthy workplace? What does that look and what does that feel like? To me, oh, there's lots of characteristics um, to it, but if I can start with, it's almost like a vibe. I can walk into a workplace and the first thing you get is the feel and how you're greeted by people. And I guess, you know, I am very kinesthetic and, and a feeler. So for me, you know, walking through those doors, you just get a sense, an overall sense of the happiness, uh, the contentment of staff, how supportive it is. First of all, it's the feel, absolutely, and and the relationships between people. If I was to describe it um, in words and, you know, what I would see, as I said, it's people communicating effectively. There's a calmness. There's positivity. There's a sense of safety and security. Um, definitely support. People get along. The positivity is there. There's open communication. There's a willingness to take on feedback. There's also collaboration. Um, there's a real sense of purpose on every different level. Um, doesn't matter what your role is. Everyone knows their part in the big picture as well and really feels a sense of purpose for what they do and they feel really supported. It's not, a, it's not about hierarchy. Uh, it's not about power or anything like that. It's um, everyone is valued 
or who they are and what they do. But definitely that safety, that security, and it's a place that people, like they don't want to leave because they feel good at work. They feel like they're making a difference. They feel like they're contributing. They're being noticed um, because they're valued for what they do. They don't want to leave because it, it feels good to be there gives you warm and fuzzies isn't it I like if I can go to a workplace and feel all of those I don't think I'd ever want to go home <laughs> no <laughs> neither would I <laughs> and obviously I mean you know that everything that I've described there yeah, that's the top echelon you know, um, mm-hmm. of all of the factors and facets that you know if a workplace was to be deemed 100% mentally healthy they're the aspects and the feelings and the things that we would be likely to see, feel, hear. And it's the whole thing. It's the whole culture. As well, it, it leadership, to me, it's compassionate leadership. You know, our leaders really understand uh, their people. They also understand, they're aware, they, they know the impact of mental health and wellbeing on productivity, motivation, engagement, all of those sorts of things. Um, and because they value it, that that filters through the whole workplace. Mm, yeah, so true. And you touched on some really important words there around safety, comfort, mm. being able to communicate, being able to give feedback, just being able to be yourself. And yeah. I guess a real theme that we've been seeing lately is this concept around bringing your whole self to work. And some people sort of look and think, what do you mean by that? But it's 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 about you being who you are, where you are in your life. And of course, it's not about going in and giving the ins and outs of everything that's happening, but knowing that you can show up if you're having a bad day, that you can actually show up and you can communicate and you can share with who you want to share with or keep your distance, but know that you're not going to be judged or discriminated or ridiculed because you are having a bit of an off day. So I think, you know, the work that you're doing is really, really powerful. I'd love to know where has your passion come from helping businesses to become mentally healthy? I guess, uh, you know, initially it was come from my teaching and education background. Uh, I was a primary school teacher and loved what I did. Um, Loved working with kids and their parents and obviously teachers as well. But for a long time in my um, teaching experience, I actually worked in learning enhancement and learning support. And and, and it was all about, um, for me, it, it was about the individual child and making them feel really valued because when a child knows that someone has their back, that someone likes them, that someone believes in them, they'll learn. I always went in uh, with that approach and, you know, that philosophy around well-being and around uh, self-esteem and self-confidence and building the relationship. And once the relationship was formed, magic happened. Um, you know, kids would do things that they had never done before, whether that was, you know, just put up their hand to answer a question. Before that, they were too scared to do it for fear of judgment and failure and not being good enough and all those sorts of things. So that um, 
that approach and what I saw and noticed and just seeing kids light up because they knew that I believed in them, that someone did, um, and the difference that that make, made uh, for them, that sort of just, it, it's powered me on um, into, you know, as I said, I spent over 20 years in education and loved every minute of it. And it went from kids to working with teachers to also working with parents to then me, I guess, getting to a point where I, I thought I want to make even more of a difference and have more of an impact. I want to now work with adults. Then that led into counselling, into life coaching uh, and everything like that because I know that when we feel valued and when someone gets us and, you know, we're heard and we're seen, we can actually achieve anything and, and it's that's the difference that makes the difference. I love that. And if we take that a little bit of a step further, uh, Lou, applying that to workplaces, you know, workplaces have a great opportunity to create menti- mentally health cultures and you've explained it so brilliantly already. But those mentally health co- healthy cultures can really extend out to menopause. Um, how do you see menopause playing out in the work that you do? Is, is it a topic that even comes up or are you seeing that it's impacting employees? Have you got some feedback around that? It's definitely impacting employees. It can't not be impacting employees. Sadly, I'm not hearing a lot about it um, when I'm in and out of workplaces, and um, which really, you know, has been very much a, a mental note for me to because I'm not hearing about it that I need to be bringing it up you know, being open to having conversations about it. And, you know, there are a lot, there are women in every workplace and or, you know, um, men need to know about this as well. So I I think that it's a topic that needs to be uh, talked about so much more. Um, Understanding and awareness needs to be built a lot more. I feel like probably, you know, that there are... um, a lot of employees who may be struggling silently in workplaces because it's not um, an open um, conversation as such. You know, it very much needs to be opened up. Like yourselves, I don't want it to be a topic that is not not discussed and talked about. Very, very important and I would like to see a a big shift uh, as well in this area. So, um, so you're not seeing it, but do you have a hunch though, Lou? I'm, I'm feeling like that it's like reading an audience, isn't it? Like you're obviously working with a whole lot of different uh, ranges of ages and is there a hunch there that it's an issue? If I, When I'm talking to groups of people and or, you know, management um, leadership, it's not coming up in conversation. But when I'm having individual conversations, there will be references to it. Not in depth as such. It will be, um, and it's coming from the women who are in, in this age span that will either make a little joke or will make reference to, oh, gosh, you know, hot flushes. Or they'll make reference to symptoms but not actually so much open up about 
how it's affecting their mental health and how it might be affecting, you know, motivation and um, engagement and productivity and things like that. So, yes, it's, it's absolutely there. And I think if I was to bring it up, I think people would talk about it more you know, as well. So it's, it, it's a little bit like, you know, that it's there, you know, that it's, a, that it's a thing, but it's, it's not yet a, an free flowing open conversation. Mm. It's sort of like mentally healthy workplaces equals psychological safety or just safety without the psych- psychological equals ability to talk about perimenopause and beyond it. They're all connected, aren't they? Absolutely, they're all connected um, because, you know, we know that perimenopause and menopause definitely has an impact on um, mental health and well-being. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It sort of, it, it feels like it, it's a little bit like the silent partner, you know, in there. It's there. It's absolutely there. Women who have experienced it absolutely know, but it's not, it's not talked about how it needs to be talked about yet. And I'll put the yet, you know, on the end uh, because we're all working towards that. And I think, you know, in general, um, I think maybe this is a theme for mental health and wellbeing in general. You know, we're all working really, really hard to open these conversations up, to reduce stigma, to re- to normalise mental health and wellbeing and symptoms and impacts um, impacts at home impacts at work and everything like that what I'm seeing hearing and and, do, and doing but you know I'm really noticing there is still a lot of work to be done in building awareness building understanding and knowledge opening up conversations and trying to reduce stigma because it's it, it's still there um, it's still very much there. So, um, you know, a lot of my work is just around debunking myths and and opening it up so that people aren't afraid to talk about what they need to talk about and, and build that awareness. You know, yes, it, it's very much a topic that really needs to be opened up even more. Mm, yeah, and it's also highlighting and, and where perimenopause and menopause comes into it is, it's a, it's a root cause to possible mental health injuries or mental health um, issues or concerns. And I feel that, yes, we absolutely need to be talking about mental health, but it's also we need to also understand, you know, what what is the cause that sits behind this? And can we actually create initiatives or give support within the workplace and the community that is deeply supportive to that root cause that might be contributing to, to what we're experiencing or to the mental health concern? And you're so right. It's just, it's the, just that communication. And as you were talking, I'm just thinking, I feel like we just need to hit the reset button on everything and say, we are all human. This is us as a human being. We are going to ebb and flow through life. We're going to go through an evolution, go through life phases. And those phases are all going to be impactful in some way or other on our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, as we talk about. And we just need to embrace that and and accept and see each other as humans, just trying to do the best we can with what we have, with the life, with the health that we have and uh, ensuring that, you know, we we live a long, high-quality life. That's that's sort of what comes up for me as I was listening to you talk. Absolutely, and that's what it's all about, you know. Um, 
we shouldn't be afraid to be talking about who we are, what we are, um, evolution, our bodies, um, because we all go through the ebbs and flows and we all go through the different um, stages in life. And it surprises me that topics are not discussed as opposed to others that are, you know, when this is all very natural, we should be open about it. And the more open we are, the better it's going to be for everyone as well. You know, I think knowledge and understanding and awareness around anything and everything is so important. Yeah, it really is. And that's part of being able to do the work that we both do in being able to hopefully normalize and open up those conversations because that's that's a, a core part of uh, connecting with other people as well and knowing how to communicate um, and really foster those relationships so that together as a collective we can we can move forward. If there's one thing that a workplace could do to start to create a mentally healthy workplace, what would that be? It's it's getting curious. It's being prepared to be open-minded, to learn, to to grow, uh, to build awareness and understanding and knowledge because, to me, you know, that forms the basis of everything um, and we are to be empathetic, compassionate, kind. We need to have alongside that or to, or to really have that, we need to have the knowledge and the awareness um, and the understanding so that we're coming from, you know, facts and truth and realness, rawness, all of those sorts of things. Mm, beautiful. And as a meditation teacher, I just love the word curious and open-minded yeah. because that's what I do with my my clients and students is helping them to have an open mind and be curious, you know, even being curious about the breath, our breath and seeing Absolutely. what, you know, with, with awe and wonder. Um, but you're so right. And, you know, I invite people listening to think about getting curious about what menopause in the workplace could look like being curious about supporting the whole health of your individuals, uh, people, you know, what, what does that look like? What, what could be actually possible and almost, you know, dreaming that dream. And we don't really need to even know about how it's going to happen or really whether it's going to work or not. But all we do is be curious, explore, and then start to look at, okay, what, what can we start to do? I use the word curious, like curious and curiosity all the time as well in what I do. Um, and it's a value, like, you know, it's up in my top <laughs> five values. Um, I find what, at exactly what you're saying. When we get curious, it just, it really opens our minds and it absolutely allows us to explore. It also, um, it's non-threatening, it's safe. And it brings in creativity and um, I'm having lots of conversations at the moment with people, even, you know, my own kids around creativity, around creativity is, it's the way forward. It's, you know, it, it's the future. Our ability to think creatively is, it's going to be the difference that makes the difference. And, and it's it's a real asset, you know, to be able to, think that way and to be curious it's so positive um and so open-ended you know as well and we don't know what we don't know and until we get curious and creative and open our minds you know then it you know wow like it's really exciting when we do that 
Mm. If I could just add, sorry, Lisa, I was going to jump in and say something because you, no. you had me thinking there, Lou. Everything that we use and see and have in our life has been a byproduct of someone's curiosity and their creativity. Everything was created on that basis, right? And it's like the world is our oyster. I get excited about these pie in the sky things because I do, so do I. It's the world is our oyster in terms of what it can look like and what it actually means to us as well. So, sorry, Lise, did you want to jump in? No, I just, I, both your comments there, uh, you know, they're the perfect thing in which to embrace life and just go forth and learn and be curious and understand. And, you know, we never got anywhere without reading a book, listening to someone, uh, reading a poem, whatever it is, and it made us curious to do the next thing to learn so it's 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 beautiful I love hearing that so Lou we're coming to the end of the podcast and um, this podcast is all about finding nurturing and using our personal power as we transition through life phases in this perimenopause and beyond we'd love to know from you what does coming into your own power mean to you for me, it's all about uh, realising your full potential. It's about believing in yourself. Um, I guess it's all the selves, you know, the self-confidence, self-belief, self-assurance. Um, it's about backing yourself, you know, getting to a place where you can and you do back yourself. Um, and learning how to say no as well and and I guess you know, it's um, it's following your heart, like actually backing yourself enough um, and knowing knowing who you are and what you're about, your purpose, your um, your beliefs, and your values to then have that capacity to follow your heart. Beautifully said. And I actually just read a quote by Stephen Covey, who's the author of yes. um, you know the Seven Six Habits. Habits. Yeah. Yeah. And his quote was, it's easy to say no when there's a deeper yes burning inside of you. And uh, how great that, you know, just say yes to yourself and say yes to your health and, and what you want from life, what you want from work. Yes to the way that you want to show up. You know, I think it's, yeah, just epitomizes beautifully what you just shared there, Lou. Absolutely. And when we link saying yes to getting curious, it's not about, you know, um, making a mistake. Um, I mean, we all make mistakes and we learn from that and they give a big, they give us feedback. But you know, when we get curious and we say yes, it is. Anything is possible. The world is your oyster and life becomes so much more exciting as well. It sure does. Fabulous conversation, Lou. I think, you know, your passion really shines through around wanting to get workplaces and individuals to really think about what a mentally healthy culture can be for them and, and for their people. And as you said, there's no doubt that perimenopause and menopause, even, you know, menstrual health as well sits under that umbrella. And yes, we're still in the very infant stages, I think, of both conversations, but there's a lot of things that we can do. And, and through curiosity, we can really change that perception and, and embrace that. So where can our listeners connect with you and learn more about your work? Thanks, Nat. Well, I am on Instagram um, and my handle there is at the EAP Counselor. Uh, I'm on Facebook as uh, the team approach. Uh, LinkedIn, um, 
www.theteamapproach.com.au um, and via email info at theteamapproach.com.au. So I guess we're, we feel like we're everywhere um, out there. That we do. That's fabulous. Thanks, Lou. We'll put all those links into the show notes as well. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate your time and, and sharing your wonderful expertise with our listeners. Thanks so much, Lou. It was great to have you on. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be able to talk uh, mental health and wellbeing and collaborate with like-minded people. Uh, it, it's fabulous. So thank you. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.